All your base are belong to us. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Fake Geek Girls, a podcast looking at nerdy pop culture from both the fan and critical perspective, encouraging the things we love to do better. I'm Missy. I'm a writer, and I had something to say, and I forgot what it was. <laughs> because you were talking about gorgeous, gorgeous girls. Because I was talking about gorgeous, gorgeous girls before we started. They have eczema. They have eczema. Yeah. Okay, well, fine. That's my opening, <laughs> is that I think in the same way that we've decided that hot girls have stomach issues... Gorgeous, gorgeous girls have eczema on their face. Yeah. Um, it's me, a gorgeous, gorgeous girl who's got eczema on her face. <laughs> I'm Miriam Marker. And um, I don't know. I don't have much to say. Got another mafia book coming for you guys. Do you have eczema on your face? I don't have eczema. I think I've gotten it like once. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm lucky in that it is not something I deal with. I do have stomach issues, but not terrible. So... You know, my life is going so well. So you're a hot girl. I'm a gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. There you go. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Well, you can go first because I only have two things. Perfect. I watched the show in which I thought was a movie and then suddenly I realized it was a show. So <laughs> um, Inventing Anna, which is a, st- a story based off of an article written for, I think, in the show was the Manhattan. So I'm assuming it's the Manhattan. I think it life. was the Atlantic. Is, okay. I think. I'm not, I'm not positive. It could have been the New York Times, but I read it, which tells me it was probably the Atlantic because... You have to be conservative with the New York Times because you only get so many free articles. Yeah. I think you do with the Atlantic too, but I read fewer yeah. Atlantic. I don't know. So the story is of a woman named Anna, um, probably, and uh, she wiggled her way somehow into high society of New York and uh, scammed a bunch of banks out of a shit ton of money. It's great. It's yeah. It's like hero. It. So I haven't watched it. <laughs> the 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 show is really good. So it's a story. It's a story about writing this article and like learning about Anna. And I thought that was really interesting because the girl who wrote it, she was pregnant during it, and she had it was. It was a really interesting her point of view of being pregnant because a lot of times when you see women in pregnancy, it's like them it's a very certain like them taking care of themselves or like being like I'm pregnant I can't do that but hers was like I'm gonna ignore the fact that I'm pregnant until the very last moment (laughs) um like when she finally sees the the baby um and the ultrasound she just starts screaming fuck because she's like now I have to acknowledge that this is real (laughs) and this is a spoiler for the gun but it's very good in the end she's giving birth and She's having a hard time because she's like falling asleep and her blood pressure is going down. And her husband's like, you're losing. You're losing. You're not special. Because in it, she's like, she's like, I can do anything. Women give birth in um, in fields all the time. Like, I'm not special. And so he just keeps screaming at her. She's not special. <laughs> it's very good. It was a very interesting way to look at being pregnant um, while she like while trying to work and um it was really good. And then the story about Anna was just bonkers. It was just bonkers. She was supposedly a German a German heiress um, who didn't necessarily have access to her trust fund, but had an allowance and was living 
a pretty great lifestyle. She's a pretty bad person. Like she's a bad person. Like when she first gets interviewed, um, that she just looks at her and she goes, "Why are you so fat? And why do you look like that?" And it's just like, "All right, we're we're letting you know she's a bad person." But what the what the show did really well is showing she did bad things to bad people. Like not necessarily like they're bad, but like they're banks. Mm-hmm. Banks are bad. And it's like she was a kid and they didn't do their job. They didn't do their literally their due diligence to make sure she had this money. <laughs> How do rich people get away with crimes like that? Yeah, like that. Right. And it's just they like, don't give a shit if you're rich. They don't. She just had to look the part and she had to talk the talk. She wasn't stupid. And her idea, her whole idea is that she's going to create this extremely exclusive club that was like... um art installations and things like that and you had to pay a shit ton of money to get in and of course all the rich people were like yes we want we want to invest in this and she got like five million dollars or something like that and she just blows it all and she just goes into heavy debt and she gets her friends trapped in morocco and almost like arrested and um what was really great was just this she did bad things but you still kind of root for her but you also don't like she fucks her friend out of a lot of money and like her friend almost like loses her job, like like $62,000 in debt. She is that, that got put on her company card. And, um, and you're like, Oh, I can't believe she did that. But then you find out she sells her story and makes a shit ton of money. So it's like, do I feel bad? My, this is like the perfect. Okay. First, these story, I am to stories about people scamming rich people the way that the average white woman is to true crime, like about murders. <laughs> I can't do murders. It scares the shit out of me. Uh, but if you tell me there's like, oh, have you heard about the person that was scamming all these rich people? I'm like, tell me more immediately. <laughs> I need to know. I love stories about scams, like uh, that kind of shit. I love it. So I read this article when it came out. And I was like, this is an article. This is it. This is the good shit right here. And I think what makes this story in particular, like, choice is the fact that she's a bad, like, she's a bad person. And, like, she was stealing from rich people. So I get to enjoy both the crime (laughs) and the punishment. It's true, though. It's so true. It's so good. It's so true. I just, I can't, I I haven't watched the show, but. You will love it. I'm pretty sure you will love it. Um, the characters are all dislikable in a likable way. Um, and it was just, I thought it just, I read the article when it came out and I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it was, it was I think about her all the time. I'm glad you do. Um, she got paid $300,000 for her story, which honestly I don't think is enough, but a lot of people were like, can't believe she got paid that much. And I'm like, <laughs> Meh, I, I can't believe she didn't get paid more. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was really good. I, I highly suggest it if that sounds interesting to you. Um, there's lots of... It really made me be like, maybe I should go out and buy, like, Balenciaga, even <laughs> though I don't, I can't afford it, because she looks so good. Mm-hmm. Like, And the, one of the best parts about it, and I don't know if it's true or not, but she was friends with the guys who created Fire Festival, <laughs> and in it, they're, like, planning it, and they're like, this is going to be the best show, the best thing ever. And she's like fucking idiots. It was really good. So I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna imagine in my mind that that was true. I have no idea if it is or not, but in my mind it is. Uh, I'll watch it. Yeah, it was really good. You'll like it. I think it's nine episodes, um, but they are more than an hour long. Um, 
like I didn't look at all of them how long they were, but the one I did, it was like an hour and 15 minutes. So it's, it's an investment, um, which is why I have done almost nothing else. So, uh, I don't have much to talk about because I've been watching Skins and reading Fruits Basket. So this is all you get. You get two things from me. Um, I watched the movie, The One I Love, which is, this is difficult. So I'm going to give you the upfront summary and my brief opinion of it. And then I'm going to go into spoiler territory. So upfront, this is a movie about a, cu- a married couple played by Mark Duplass, I think is how you say his name. Mark and Elizabeth, Duplass, yeah. and Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Um, they're married, they're in couples counseling because their marriage isn't as great as it used to be, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and their therapist is Ted Danson and Ted Danson's like, hey, uh, every one of my couples who's having marital problems goes up to this cabin or this house and when they come back, they're all better. Everything's great. So that's what you should do. And they're like, cool, sounds great. They go there and things are not as they seem. That's all the summary I can give you if you want a spoiler a spoiler free review of this movie. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was really weird and really interesting. It sounds like it's a horror movie. It uh, it kind of <laughs> is. <laughs> um, it's difficult to explain without getting into spoilers. I liked this movie. It was super weird. It's not. Don't listen to the uh, summaries that tell you it's a rom com. It is a comedy, and there is romance in it. That does not make it a rom com. Um, so I'd like to formally take that up with whoever decided to write summaries for this movie. It's a dark comedy with speculative elements, we'll say. Um, but I really liked it. This ends the spoiler-free review portion of this podcast. Of yeah, of my thoughts on the one I love. So what's actually going on in the one I love is that uh, there's a guest house at this house that they stay in, and when you go into the guest house. Your partner is there, but it's not your partner. It's like your partner, but better. And you can't exactly put your finger on what's better about them for the most part. It's like, oh, this version of Mark Duplass's character, Ethan, doesn't wear glasses. And he does his hair a little differently. This version of Elizabeth Moth's character, whose name I have forgotten. Anyway. I always forget names. Katie? Go with it. I think I just made up Katie. I don't think her name is Katie. Anita? Those are two very different names. Uh, Alice? None of these names are <laughs> even close. It's going to be like something. Grace. Com- yeah, it's going to be something completely different. Hold on. I mean, all the names you've said were completely different. <laughs> it's Sophie. <laughs> Not even the same fucking letters. <laughs> Katie, Anita, Alice, I don't know Sophie. I don't even know. <laughs> Katie and Sophie Ryan. Uh, anyways, the the guest house version of Sophie like makes him bacon in the morning, even though she hates bacon, and she's very she's an attentive listener. They discover pretty quickly that, that this is going on after like uh, Katie has sex with Ethan, but not Ethan, with guest house e- Ethan, and uh, uh, Ethan wakes up and uh, guest house Sophie's c- cooking him bacon. Um, So they find out pretty quickly that this is like, oh, that's weird. What's happening there? And Ethan is very skeptical. And he's like, hey, we should try to find out more about this. And Sophie is like, hmm, actually, I think I just kind of want to hang out with guest house house Ethan. Um, And, you know, lo and behold, this does not solve their marital problems. Um, I won't spoil the end of the movie or like the, the, 
point where you like figure out what's going on. Um, it's wild. I it's, need you to tell me. I'll tell you. Uh, it's wild. Like it's really wild. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed it because I like these kind of like weird comedies that are just kind of like they they just kind of surprising no one. Yeah, surprising nobody. They. it's not the same as something like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, but like in a similar way, they just hand you like a, just a handful of stuff that like you can't understand. And they like, don't bother trying to explain it. And they're just like, just go with it. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'll go with it. Um, that's kind of how this felt too. Like there is like some minor, like, Oh, it could be like, there seems to be a sci-fi bent to what's going on in the movie. Um, but it doesn't explain the mechanisms. It just shows you that there was some kind of design behind what is happening. It It's almost, it's like kind of a, it feels a bit like a mixture, like a sci-fi curse almost is the best way I can think to describe it. Um, but I really liked it. It was the kind of weird offbeat comedy shit that I like another another comparison I made and this is not an apt comparison but the movie about time which is hot fucking nonsense like it's not good but I loved it um it's not a movie that I would recommend to most people because it's not good but I enjoyed the experience of watching it even though it was just kind of like why is this happening I don't know just go with it just go with it just go with it that's kind of how um the one I love felt, but the one I love was better. It was a lot better executed than about time. So please don't think that I'm saying they're equal in quality. Um, But yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was interesting and weird in a way that really appealed to me. And I think like Mark Duplass was in uh, safety, not guaranteed with Aubrey Plaza, which is based on the ad that, and it takes place in ocean shores um, and was filmed in ocean shores. Hmm. But uh, the, it was based on the, the ad that somebody placed that was like, I don't I can't remember exactly what it said like come with me on my time travel journey. It did not say oh, that, but it, it was it was based about. on that premise. Similar like quirky comedy, but this one was a lot darker and uh yeah. What can I say? I liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. If you've you've probably seen it while scrolling through Netflix cuz it's like this illustration of Mark Duplass and uh, Elizabeth Moss like half submerged in a pool or something like that and you're like what's that it looks depressing moving on which is exactly what I've done every time I've seen it 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 really it wasn't like uplifting but it wasn't depressing like and it was genuinely funny there were some parts of the movie where I was legitimately laughing out loud um, so yeah I liked it I think it's worth watching if you have similar movie taste to me I read another mafia book because I, on my shitty book kick, um, and I'm actually putting two in here because they were one was one was um, part of the same universe, and it's essentially the same book. So I'm just putting them together. Uh, it's called Bound by Honor and Bound by Hatred. Uh, Bound by Honor is about um, a girl who gets married off to a mafia guy. Big surprise. <laughs> and it's like. So I don't read these kinds of books. Don't. You would hate them. No. With a fiery passion. Yeah. They're not, they're not for me. But like, why is she, is she in a mafia family as well? Yes. So, oh, okay, so okay. the thing is, she's in a mafia family. Um, the whole deal is they can't date. They can't do anything, go out with any boys. Um, they must be virgins when they're married off. And they're married off into another um, mafia family okay. of which I've learned, I didn't know this before, they're called made men. Um, 
That is something I learned. Like M-A-D-E, M-A-D-E. not M-A-I-D. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's married off to this guy who's going to be the capo and his, which I don't fucking know what that means. Don't ask me. It's a high up rank. Like, I think he's in charge of almost everything. I think there's one person above him. I'm not sure. I don't fucking know. And, um... And yeah, so she has to go live with him and she's like, I fucking hate you, but I guess I'll do this because I don't really have other any other option, right? And she's like, great, wonderful, gonna get raped on my wedding night. And of course, he's like, I'm not gonna take you against your will. That's an awful thing to do. I kill people, but I'm not a monster. <laughs> Um, eventually she finds out that a couple days after their wedding, he's cheating on her because she won't put out. (laughs) And she's super pissed off, understandably. And the girl who he's cheating on her with is just the absolute worst. You don't know much about her, but she's the absolute worst. Um, and honestly, the whole book is about him trying to gain her confidence, like her trust. And it turned pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. I mean, she does get like drugged by the girl and like almost raped, which is just an excuse for us to see the guy kill someone because he loves her so much. And like, these are the reasons Missy would hate this book. (laughs) But it's just, it's just one of those things like, yeah, I'll accept that because you looked at her that you're going to kill him. That's fine. I'll accept that. In uh, this. I looked it up. Capo is like the third highest rank okay. in the mafia. Okay. Okay. Perfect. That would in make, the, that sense. Specifically in the uh, Sicilian and Italian American yes. mafias. There's Italian mafias books. There's Russian. I saw there's an Irish one. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's one more, but I'm not sure. Um, I will say... All of them are about white men. Because so, <laughs> they mention like um, the uh, Taiwan mafia and um, the Mexican mafia and some other one. I was like, guess that all these are just about white men. It's cool. It's whatever. <laughs> Fine. Um, I was a little disappointed because in a lot of these books, it's all the same, which is why I've been reading because it's fucking easy and I don't need anything hard in my life right now. And um, the women are always just become, no matter what the book says, they just become subservient women, which is fine. You expect that. But I'm just waiting for one to be like, how about you like teach me how to fight and later on I'll save your life. Like, that's what I want. It has yet to happen. I found one. I think you, what you need is a hybrid of urban fantasy yes. and mafia romance. I'll get that. So here's my thing. This gives me hope in which I'm getting out of my shitty book slump <laughs> or my, my good book slump because I had I did not give a shit on the other couple of books. But now I'm like, I just want some stabby girl again. Like, give me that. <laughs> I found one where the girl is in charge of the mafia, but I'm like, that's not what I want either. So I guess we'll we'll see. Currently, I'm not reading a mafia book, but it's like. If all the books or all the movies my husband watched were like John Wick, blah, blah, blah. If what if they retired and fell in love with a girl who who has cows for pets? <laughs> I don't read a lot of romance, but like r- just the existence of romance books brings me joy. Like I hear that and I'm like, that's great. It is great. It, it, that one, that one, I'm basically done with it. And it's and it is it was wonderful. Like I love these. The thing is, like, I'm just not invested this is like a weird thing to say. I'm not invested in original characters in these settings, but if you gave me a fan fiction with that premise, I would eat it up. I would be like, yeah. I think that's, I think that's fair. Give I think me that. that's fair. 
Um, yeah, she owns cows for pets. Anyways, that's not this book. Um, it was really good. They, you know, she ends up taking the bullet for him to prove that she really does love him and they become inseparable and blah, blah, blah. I read the second book, Bound by Hatred, and I read it mostly because I, because it's about her sister, who is just the absolute worst in the best kind of way. She's essentially Nesta. Mm. Like, she can't keep her mouth shut. She, she loves her sister and she hates this man that, that she has to be with because, I mean, he essentially stole her away. And um, they, they were engaged when she was 15. They didn't get married until she was 18. I mean, he's only three years older than her, but uh, which is surprising, to be honest. <laughs> um, but so the second one, yeah, it's about her sister and then the guy's best friend who is a himbo, essentially, who can also kill you, which is just Cassian. So I was like, <laughs> clearly, I need, to, I need to read this. And yeah, I did. And it was super good. It's just them bantering the whole time and her just fighting with every inch of her life of like not wanting to be with this man. She like escapes to Europe and like lives in, uh, I don't know, she lives somewhere like in Denmark or something and he ends up finding her and you know he doesn't kill the guy she was hanging out with but the guy that they're with does um but yeah it's just her fighting with everything in her body to not fall in love with this himbo and I'm just like how could you not he's great and wonderful and I love him uh and you know what if that if you're into this stuff it was a fun easy quick read uh and i very much enjoyed it and i'm hoping that my love of the sister and my need for more stab women is going (laughs) to allow me to read books that are not bullshit not okay not that these books are bullshit because i think it's legitimate like you can like that i clearly like it i don't think there's anything wrong with liking it but i think that they're really easy to read and they're not necessarily good books like some of them are some of them i've read and they're they are good books but these are clearly itching a scratch that you want Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily about like plot development character development it's about scratching that itch and like right now yep i just need i just need something yeah (laughs) so like the way the way i structured my to be read pile where i was like balancing yeah my like heavier books Mm -hmm. with like one last stop yeah because it's like okay do i want to read eight books about environmental destruction and activism in a row no I don't. I want to read something fun in between. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not like I want to read like all these like crazy intricate books, but you know, books that have character development would be good. Yeah. Um, But you know, I, instead I'll read books about uh, retired assassins who fall in love with girls who have cows for pets, (laughs) Um, which is adorable and not this book, not mafia. (laughs) Um, But yeah, those are those books. Uh, If you want to, learn more about some shitty mafia books come message me you could get in our you could get in, get our, in our discord discord. discord and mary will give you the hot the, the hot wrecks the, yeah the hot wrecks of like bad books that just scratch that itch and i'll do nothing but talk about legends of tomorrow yeah <laughs> so there you go that's a <laughs> there's a there's a sneak peek into our discord yeah uh Listen, our Discord's great. It's true. Shout out to everybody in the Discord. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh, it's absolutely jam-packed full of Constantine right now, it as it should be. Uh, speaking of the Vertigo universe, I read Lucifer Book 2, or Volume 2, which is by... I have it here so I can read you the entire... Here we go. Paige, are you ready? You didn't even need a third thing. This is it. Writer, Mike Carey. Artists, Peter Gross, Ryan Kelly, Dean Ormston, John J. Muth, 
colorist Daniel Vazo. Really? Only one of them? Co- a letterer, comic craft. Uh, cover art, Christopher Moeller. Original series covers, Duncan Figrito, John Van Fleet, Christopher Moeller, John J. Muth. Original series covers is not a name. <laughs> but I did just almost try to read it as one. So Lucifer Volume 2 is, as you may have gathered, the second volume of the Lucifer series, um, which I think I talked about last time, but for a refresher, if you didn't listen to that one for whatever reason, this is, this follows Lucifer specifically from the Sandman series where Lucifer gets bored of reigning in hell and says, peace, I'm out. I'm going to go start a piano bar in L.A. Now, now having read two volumes of this comic, I know that the show is a police procedural and I'm like, hey, what? Hey, what? That's weird. What? I've heard the show is good. It's in my my show jar. I have not watched it. But the idea that this became a police procedural is really funny to me. Um, so I can't wait to find out what that's about. Um, this vo- So I liked the first volume, but there were parts of it that I found a little dull. I really liked this volume. I thought this volume was great. This volume uh, mostly follows... Again, Lucifer is kind of a side character in his own story, which I find really cool. Like, I really like the fact that sometimes Lucifer won't show up for issues at a time. It's just kind of what's happening around him or what's happening because of him. So in this volume, he had the void last time. I can't remember if that's what it's actually called, but I did mention that he opened a void in his piano bar and everybody came to get a look at the void or get a little piece of the void or whatever. Now in this volume, Lucifer has started his own universe where he's like, Mm -hmm. hey, you know that God guy? I don't like how he handled things. It's my turn, baby. So he starts his own Garden of Eden in which the rules that he gives his Adam and Eve are basically, hey, you could do whatever you want, but don't worship. Don't do it. No worship here. Not even me. No worshiping. And then an angel comes and disguises itself as the serpent and is like, hey, what if you worship, though, to Adam? He's like, hey, what if you worshiped? And Adam's like, well, you know, that guy told me not to. Hey, but what if you did? What if you worshiped? And he's like, well, he said not to. And he's like, but what if you did, though? And then Adam tells Eve, like, hey, what if we worshipped? And she's like, we were literally told not to do one thing. And you're telling me to do that one thing. And he's like, I think you're disgusting now. Um, Yeah, it's kind of like that. And so there's that. And then there's also after, listen, um, he had to scrap that experiment. It didn't work out. So he starts a new a new world where he brings in all of these other people and shenanigans ensue i think at last time i did not talk about the woman who's possessed by tarot cards that's not literally what's going on but it's also literally what's going on anyway she's back uh and some weird shit's going on with her the little girl who's an angel she's back um i really liked this volume is what i have to say i'm really into stories that reimagine the creation of the universe as you might have gathered from my deep and abiding love of his dark materials um so anytime it's like hey what if the universe but different i'm like yeah what if i'm into it tell me more um which is precisely what this volume is like so I really liked it. The first volume was okay. I, I mean, I didn't hate it. I liked it overall. I just wasn't like blown away by it. But this one, this one did it for me. I was like, yes, this is good. I don't want to put it down. I want to know what weird shit is going to happen next. Um, so I'm excited to read the rest of the series and see kind of how it goes from here. Um, I also like that this this is only five volumes, uh, Lucifer is. So 
um, as opposed to Hellblazer, which is like a thousand volumes. And I know it stretches on ahead of me. Like I only have, I have seven volumes of Hellblazer and I think there's like 20. Um, and I know I have a long and very speckled future ahead of me with Hellblazer. I'm like, there are only five volumes of Lucifer and I'm pretty sure they're all written by the same person. Um, so I, I'm excited to read that. Whereas there are times in Hellblazer's future where I'm just like, oh, oh boy, oh boy, I'm going to struggle with that one, but I'm still going to read it because I have a problem. Um, and that is my, all been there. that is my curse and my burden to bear my, my deep abiding love for John Constantine is, is unfortunate as it is in the books as well, in the comics as well. Um, but yeah, Lucifer volume two, it was good. I would recommend it. Definitely. It, you, you kind of have to read the first volume um, because I, it doesn't really make any sense without the first volume, but the first volume was enjoyable. The second volume was great. So if anything I said sounded interesting, it's worth checking out. It's it for you. I watched the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Um, if you didn't know, my husband is a huge horror person and his all-time favorite um, horror is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, so as soon as it was announced that it's going to be a Netflix exclusive release, he was jazzed because he hates going to the theater. And even for his favorite thing, he won't go to the theater. So he was super excited and was like on a countdown <laughs> when it would be released. And when it was released, we watched it together. And you know what? It was better than the one where the girl uh, somehow runs around with her shirt completely unbuttoned, but her boobs don't come out. <laughs> um, and finds out, this is a spoiler, I don't know which one it is, so I don't know which one I'm spoiling for you. This is not the new one, uh, that she's re- actually related to Leatherface and at one point goes, get him, cuz. <laughs> it was better than that one. Um, this one is about a group of people, specifically these two people, one's a chef and, no, they're both chefs, and they buy a essentially deserted, what they think is in a deserted town um, in Texas in the middle of nowhere and they've bought it as a place to create a small I don't know what you want to call it but they're gentrifying it they're going to come they're going to create a new like luxury um, uh, restaurant and they've auctioned off a bunch of the places to other hipster type people who are going to create things like coffee coffee shops and art installments and things like that in this old town um, the the guy brings his girlfriend and then the girl who looks literally like she's 12 years old, but she's actually like 28. It's crazy bonkers. Um, she brings her little sister. Everyone's pumped about this except for the little sister. The little sister's like, this fucking sucks. Um, I'm like 18 and I don't want to be here with a bunch of adults. I want to go to school. <laughs> I want to do anything but. Um, and you find out that she, her sister took her and she's, essentially like won't let her go anywhere because she was um she got shot in a school shooting and she has like a bullet wound or whatever and um so she kind of is like the person of reason here because everyone else is just like let's just gentrify this place they walk into this one house that everywhere is supposed to be abandoned but this old woman who clearly has health issues is living in and um she talks she it used to be an orphanage she ran so but she still calls it an orphanage and she has one one boy left 
And uh, they're like, you actually can't be here. We bought this house. This isn't for you. And she's like, absolutely not. Like, this is my house. I, I fixed that problem. And they're like, absolutely not. You actually have to leave. And then she like has a heart attack and eventually dies. And they all feel really bad, but not really. Um, turns out the boy she's taking care of was Leatherface. <laughs> who at this point would be around 70 I guess um, still just Leatherface though and uh, guess what he gets angry and kills everyone just as you'd assume um, the girl from the original comes back really old and she's like I'm here to exact my revenge she doesn't really get it which was great it was pretty funny um, and uh, you know what it w- sure was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie I don't know like I don't know what people are expecting with this movie I feel like I got exactly what I came for which I didn't come for much um, and it was absolutely ridiculous everybody died who deserved to die so it's everybody except um, the sister and it's <laughs> I'm gonna spoil the ending because it was probably the best part there's her and her sister are sitting in their Tesla which they put on autopilot and um, they're driving away, and they're like, oh, we did it, we got away, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly Leatherface pops out, steals the sister, but the other sister can't do anything because they put it on autopilot, so she's just <laughs> hanging out the window watching her sister be, like, beheaded. Oh, my God. <laughs> she goes away in her fucking Tesla who's what's on autopilot to drive her away. Um, and I don't think she can drive. Uh, so, yeah, it was wild ride. There's a party bus that turned into a murder bus. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was my husband loved it. He's watched it twice already. Um, it was, I think it was just as good as the others, which are fine. I My husband was very happy because he did put on makeup and do a dance with his chainsaw. Good. Um, which is very important to um, Leatherface as a character. Um and at least to my husband, I don't have very many thoughts on it. I do like when he dances, though. He's got some some sweet moves. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it was fine. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate my time watching it. They, they really tried to make some social commentary. Um, but by far the best part of it was some guy at the gas station calling them gentry fucks, mm. um, which was great. I loved it. Also, leather fuck was really good. Um, <laughs> But they tried to make social commentary. It was super heavy-handed. But you know what? It's a horror movie. It usually is. Yeah. (laughs) Unless it's done really well. um, And they really know what they're doing when it comes to, like, uh, talking about things like this. Being heavy-handed is not necessarily a bad thing. I think it was good in this case. Says the Hellblazer lover. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was good in this case because you really had to be like, these people are dead and they, I, you know, in a real world, they don't deserve to be dead. But in this world, they deserve to be dead mm-hmm. um, for the most part. This, there's, a, there's a level of catharsis yeah. with, with uh, horror where you're just kind of like, you know, in real life, I would not applaud this. But in the in in a yeah. horror movie... These gentry fucks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into... The, like, like, yeah, the sister survived. She thought this whole thing was really stupid. Um, and she saved herself and she got a shotgun and said, leather fuck. Um, and yeah, it was, it, it was what it was. If you like leather, if you like hell, if you like, if you like leather, if you like hell, (laughs) then you'll love this. Um, it just, you know, it just was what it was. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say about it. Uh, my husband loved it. So this is your husband's mafia romance. This this is my husband. He loves horror movies. Like, 
the whole thing, like, we always watch movies on Fridays and Saturday nights, and for the most part, and he always chooses, because usually he's pretty good at choosing something I'll also like. Sometimes not, like, oh, I didn't put this on here, but uh, good, because I, it's so bad. The Resident Evil movie with <laughs> Effie in it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot she was in that. So fucking bad. <laughs> also, social commentary, not done well in the slightest. <laughs> um, that was really bad. Anyways, yeah, if you want... If you like horror like this, then I guess you'll like it. I don't know. My husband loved it. <laughs> it was fine. I didn't I didn't fall asleep watching it. I didn't get bored watching it, which I think is pretty good. <laughs> High praise. High praise. Um, so that's it for this episode. This is a, shortest. a very short one. Um, you can find us online at fakeygirlscast.com, which has all of our previous episodes, links to stuff. Um, Good in, stuff. Including our podcast network, Penwich Studio. Check out the other shows on the network. You will enjoy them. Um, if you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon um, for a small amount per month. $1, $3, $100. Just small amount, $100. $1,000. Don't do that. You can't. Uh, listen, if you want to give me $1,000 per month, I I'm guess. not going to complain. I guess this is true. chase your bliss (laughs) this is a thousand dollars worth of work so i I, i'll I'll agree um anyway my bob bob's been bribing me with two hundred dollars to get us to do things he wants yeah like the wire Mm. and justified and i was like i'm okay with that i've heard both are good they're they're both good and i think they would make really good episodes but like as things go at what cost yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like not a happy show yeah well i mean that's okay I, I don't have to. As the Hellblazer fan. This is true. Um, that's the other name for this podcast <laughs> is As the Hellblazer fan. Uh, anyway, you can donate a little bit per month and you can get cool rewards like access to our outlines if that's something that you're into. Um, or you can commission us to do an episode on a topic of your choice like Justified or The Wire. No one do that. Um, no, don't. You do it. Just, Steal it from Mary's husband. <laughs> no, I'm saying you don't don't do those. You can still commission us. Yeah, you can still commission us. Um, I don't care if we do those. Yeah, it's I would watch them. I don't you, really know what they're about. You would probably like them. Yeah, um, I like things. They're both about police, but one's about a sheriff. <laughs> Is that justified? Yeah, that sounds like something that would be about a sheriff. And that's the one that at the end of the Good Place, the the one girl was like, he's just so handsome. Mm. Timothy Oliphant. She brings oh, him in. he is handsome. Yeah, she brings him. He in. is handsome. Yeah, he's he's handsome. Um, so yeah, you can do that. You could commission us, or you can get mail from us. Um, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Next time we are going to be doing skins. Uh, here's the thing: we are going to get through the whole skins, the whole UK skins, and probably a little bit at least of the US skins. We may not finish it, and that's just life because. Skins is long. Yeah, and the U.S. one was not good. Yeah, I am interested. I do want to watch at least a little of the U.S. one. Um, I'll probably get to some of it. So we'll see how it goes. Because I can get through this stuff so quickly. But it is not required viewing. If anybody out there thinks anything we do is required. You're mistaken. You are mistaken. This is a, an activity of leisure for you. <laughs> it's not just for you. Just for you. Not for me. No. <laughs> but it is an activity of leisure for you. But if you feel the need. Yeah. Then go to town. Who am I to tell you what to do? Nobody. 
Uh, after that, we'll be doing Fruits Basket. We're going to be doing the first half, which is roughly chapter 68, which is a weird place. I'm actually re- I read a little bit beyond that because I've been reading the collector's edition, uh, the collector's editions. Um, but chapter 68 is basically where we're going to cut it off. Uh, and then we're going to be doing the original anime. So the one from when I was a wee child, not a wee child. I was a teenager. Um, I think maybe a young teenager when it started. Uh, we had to have been, we were uh, in high school, we were but in high school, but, but I think it, it came started, out before then. Yeah. I think it was 2000. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, and then after that, we will be doing the last half of the manga series as well as the newer anime, which as far as I know, covers more, maybe all. I, th- I don't think all of it's out. Oh, we should have waited. Oh, well, we're well, here now. I didn't know that there was going to be a second season, but I think there is. I think there's like three seasons. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know if And then there's like a movies coming or something. Is there? I don't know. You guys, I don't know anything about anime. I live in an anime void. So I don't, when I, when I hear like something is happening, I'm like, is that, is that part of it? Or is that a different thing? I feel like that is just, the answer is Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how anime works. I am so ignorant of anime. We called the podcast Fake Geek Girls because I don't know anything about anime. Um, or manga for that matter. I don't know anything. I only know about Hellblazer. Um <laughs> everything else is gone. Every yeah, my mind is a blank slate except Hellblazer. Uh after that we're gonna be doing Eclipse and I'm gonna wish my mind was a blank slate. <laughs> um yeah, that's all I have to say about Eclipse. Um, and then we'll be doing, uh, at least of, as of right now, St. Maud. I don't think that poll is going to change. Oh, another thing you can get on Patreon is you can vote on what we're going to be doing next. And St. Maud is the current winner. I did put it to the wrong Patreon tier. Sorry. <laughs> but I'm glad we got a lot of votes. So thank you for that. So St. Maud is going to be after Eclipse. So we are booked out now until like April. Wow. Unless you come in and commission something, in which case things will move around We're, a little bit. We are usually booked out by a couple months. Yeah. So if you really want something, you want it soon, then you should get on it because it can get to the point where we're booked out for six months. Yeah. And it's just because... We're booked and busy. We plan We plan in advance. And uh, so when you, when you commission something, we slot it in earlier and then that pushes the thing. Like last year, we ended up with like several commissions in a row. Oh, so many. Which meant that like the things that we had planned were getting pushed out further and further. Um, and that's why, why we, it took us so long to do Twilight. Yeah, and why I put a moratorium on commissions at the end yes. of 2021 because I was like, we're doing Hellblazer, no more commissions. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it. Okay, catch on the flip side. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity, and it was not meant that we should voyage far. And yet here we are, in defiance of Lovecraft, laughing through the darkness. The Lovely Craftians is an all-ladies Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast with horror, humor, and no small amount of chaos set in an occasionally familiar modern-day Chicago. Brought to you by Wampus House Productions and the Penwich Studio Network, you can find The Lovelies on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcatcher, or anytime over at lovelycraftians.com. And remember, you never roll sanity alone here.